In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. While we are approaching the end of the 50 days, and tomorrow is the Feast of Pentecost, in which we celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, the Church today in the Gospel is speaking to us about the plan of God concerning us in the world. What's God expecting from us in this world? And this was taken from John chapter 17, which is the prayer that the Lord prayed after he gave his holy body and his precious blood to the disciples on Covenant Thursday, and he spoke to them a very long speech about the Holy Spirit, then he concluded this by this prayer in John chapter 17, then he went to Gethsemane and the events of the arrest and trial and crucifixion started. So this was the concluding prayer before the arrest of our Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, if we analyze the reading of the Gospel today, we will find there are 10 important points in the Gospel of today. The first point he told in his prayer, he said, I give them your word. I give them your word. Then he said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. Your word is the truth. So the word of God is the truth. And if we want to be sanctified, we need to keep the word of God in our life. This is the source of our power. This is the source of our victory in this world. If we don't have the word of God abiding in us, we cannot defeat the world. We cannot overcome all the temptation of the world. In the Catholic epistle of today, the St. John said, I wrote to you, my children, because you are strong and the word of God is abiding in you and you have overcome the evil one. So what is the reason behind our strength? It is the word of God. We need actually to keep the word of God, not only to keep it, but as St. Paul said, let the word of God dwell in richly in you, dwells richly in you. When the word of God dwells in me, I will be sanctified. That's why the first point he said, I give them your word. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. The second point, he said, the world hated them. The world hates them. So we don't expect from this world, you know, a good treatment. But actually, we should expect the opposite. Because we are not of this world. If we are of this world, the world would love us because the world loves its own. 
but we are not of this world. Sometimes when we are uh, treated wrongfully in this world, we become surprised and we don't understand why this happened to us. But the Lord made it very clear in his prayer today. The world hates them. Why? Because they are not of this world. When we are baptized, we received a different citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven, as we read in Philippians chapter 4. So, all of us who are heavenly citizens, in this world, we are sojourners, who are not of this world. Every divine liturgy, Abuna says, and we who are sojourners in this world, keep us in your faith until the end. The third point, he said, I don't ask you to take them from the world, but to protect them from the evil one. So yes, we are not of the world, but God is not, our Lord Jesus Christ is not asking the Father to take us from the world. No, we have a mission in this world. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. We have a mission here. So he is praying for us, our Lord Jesus Christ, not to be taken from the world until we finish our mission. But while we are living here in the world to be protected from the evil one. That's why in the Lord's prayer, every day we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And as I told you, we have a mission here. The next point, he said, I have sent them to the world. So you are here in the world, have a mission. And this mission is to let the light of Christ to shine in this darkness of the world. When you have Christ in you and the word of God abiding in you, then you become light to the world and let your light shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So sometimes we are conformed to this world and we let the world to change us and to transform us. If this happened, then as the Lord said, if the salt lost its flavor, how can it be seasoned? It cannot be used for anything, even for Duncan. When we let the world to transform us, and when we are conformed to the world, then we are the salt that lost its flavor. And as the Lord said, if the salt lost its flavor, how can it be seasoned? It cannot be used for anything, even for Duncan. So, we ha you have a mission. You have a mission to transform the world in the grace of God, to transform the world to the knowledge of God. Then the Lord, the following point, he said, 
I don't pray for them only. Maybe you say that the Lord prayed for the apostles. But he said, but I pray also for those who believe by them. So the Lord Jesus Christ is not praying only for the apostles. But he is praying for those who believed by the apostles. And praying for those who believed by those who believed in the apostles. And so on. So we have intercessor. We have the Lord Jesus Christ himself interceding on our behalf. As we read in Romans chapter 8. Then what is the focus of the mission? We have a mission. What the focus of the mission? What message we should deliver? The Lord said the message is that the world may believe that you, the Father, have sent me. So that is the goal. Because sometimes we think that we need to teach people how to be kind, how to be meek, how to love one another, how to be humble, how to be helpful. All these are good. But all these are morality. The core of Christianity is not about good morals. But the core of Christianity about believing in the incarnation of the Son of God and that he died and was crucified and was buried and rose and ascended. That is the core of Christianity. And when we believe in this, we will be transformed. Then we will carry the fruit of the Holy Spirit, all these good virtues. That's why our mission to the world, to preach to them and to help them to believe in the incarnation of the Son of God. When Saint Athanasius wants actually to write a letter, to write a book to the world, what did he write about? He wrote about the incarnation of the Lord. And until now, we study and we read this book, because that is the mission, that's the focus, that's the message that we need to deliver to the world. Another prayer that the Lord prayed, he said that they may have the love by which you loved me. If we are the children of God, then we should have this love, the agape love, the agape love. Not the philia, which is the mutual love. Not the Eros, which is the lustful love, but the Arabi, the sacrificial love, the limitless love, the unconditional love. This is the Arabi. And as Arabi exists between the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because God is love, when we abide in God, and God abides in us, then we will have this love. As Christians, we will love one another to the extent we are willing to sacrifice ourselves to one another. We will love one another unconditionally. We will love one another limitlessly. That is the Arabi love. Then the Lord prayed 
a very beautiful prayer. He said, Father, I want those who believe in me to be with me where I am. So, the Lord Jesus Christ, he ascended into the heaven of heavens and he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And then he is praying that all of us who believe in him, we will be in the same place. It's beyond our understanding what does it mean to be in the same place. Actually, in the book of Revelation, there is a verse, each time I read it, I stop at this verse and I ask myself what this verse means. It's beyond our comprehension when he said, He who overcome will be seated with me in my throne. What does it mean to be seated in his throne? As he said today, to be with me where I am. But that is the, the, the sacrificial love. God loved us and he gave us honor and he gave us glory to be with him in the same place, to be with him in his throne. Also, he said, I will give them the glory that you gave me. We will be glorified with him. As St. Paul said, if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. Do you remember in the transfiguration, not only the Lord Jesus Christ transfigured and appeared in glory, but also Elijah and Moses appeared in glory with the, with the Lord Jesus Christ. And why? In order to tell us that all of us will be glorified. We'll have the same glory which the Father gave to the Son. That's why in the icons of the saints, we have a hole around the head of the saint because we will receive the same glory. And the last point in the Gospel of today, he said that all may become one. The oneness, the unity. This is actually the desire of God that all of us will become one. When Arius started to preach his heresy and he separated him from himself from the church, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared in a vision and his garments were torn and he was asked, Who tore your garments, O Lord? He said, Arius tore my garments. In the same way, anyone until today who are preaching different gospel, who are preaching different doctrine, who are not abiding in the truth, your word is the truth, who are not abiding in the word of God, who don't have the right faith, unfortunately, they are working against the will of God, against his desire. His desire that all of us will be one, but one in truth, one in his word. But those who are preaching a different gospel, those who are preaching a different doctrine, they are actually tearing 
the garment of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it's our responsibility as Christians, as believers, to keep the unity of faith, unity of faith, to know and understand our faith, then to be defender of this faith, and to be willing to answer anyone who is asking us about the reason of hope that's in us, as St. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. This unity requires work from us, requires that we understand the truth about our faith. Then we explain the truth and we defend this truth so that all of us will become one. This is actually a summary for the gospel of today. And as, as I told you, there are 10 points that the Lord addressed in the gospel of today. First one, he said, I give them your word. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. That is the importance of keeping the word of God in our heart. Number two, he said, the world hated them because they are not of the world. Understand that your citizenship is heavenly. You are not of this world. The third point, he prayed that he keep us from the evil one. He said, I'm not praying to take them from the world. They have a mission. But I pray to protect them from the evil one. The fourth point, God sent us to the world. When God created you, he created you for a mission, for a goal, for a purpose. You are a heavenly citizen living here on earth for a mission, for a purpose. So understand that you are a messenger of God. You are a messenger of God. But number five, what is the message? What is the message that we should deliver to the world? This message is the belief in the incarnation of the Son of God. That God sent his Son to the world to save the world. And this Son was born, was crucified, died, buried, rose from the dead, ascended to heaven for our salvation. And number six, he is not only praying for those who believed, but also he is praying for those who believed by the apostle and their successor. So be assured you have a great intercessor praying for you. Our Lord Jesus Christ is praying for you. Number seven, he wants us to have this love, the agape love. And this love actually shared by the Holy Trinity. Also, we the children of God, the heavenly citizens, we have the same love. And number eight, he prayed that we will be with him where he is. Also, we will be there. That's a great honor. Not only that, but number nine, he said, I will give them the glory that you gave me. So we will be glorified with him. And the last point, number 10, 
he spoke about the unity, that all of us may become one, as the Son is one with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. As there is oneness in the Holy Trinity, also all of us will be one. You have a responsibility to keep the unity and the oneness of the Church by understanding your faith, by defending and explaining your faith to others. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.